Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Judge's gavel fell. Jory found him guilty. Gave him 16 years in hell. He said, I ain't spending my life here. I ain't living alone. Ain't breaking no rocks on the chain gang. I'm breaking out and heading home. Gonna make a change. Davis, and for this week's episode, as you can gather by the amazing ACDC song Jailbreak from the Bon Scott years, you know, I pretty much picked this subject probably after hearing that song. Anyway, we're going to do our our favorite prison movies, or at least, not, you know, maybe not favorite, but some of the best prison movies. But I'm going to give you my list of my favorites now. All right, I think everyone's going to pick this one. I don't know. I'm recording this before I've interviewed people, but I would assume the Shawshank Redemption is going to be... Uh, mentioned many times and look when lists of top movies of all time are bandied about the Shawshank Redemption is often in the top rung you would be kind of hard-pressed to get a negative reaction from anyone who has seen this movie and if you didn't know already the film was based on a Stephen King novel entitled Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman give top-notch performances here, and though amazingly, neither actor won an Oscar for their respective roles. Freeman was nominated for Best Actor, but lost to Tom Hanks for Forrest Gump. Obviously, the producers of Shawshank picked the wrong year to release it, because at that point, Tom, Tom Hanks was in his peak when it came to winning Oscars. The entire film is brilliant, and you just can't help but smile at the perfect ending to the story. All right, a close second, though most people won't probably pick this as as their favorite prison movie, but it is definitely one of my favorites, and that is The Longest Yard, the original Longest Yard from 1974. Uh, I remember my dad, t- you know, renting this for me when I was around nine or ten years old, telling me this was the most entertaining football movie ever. Now, keep in mind, at this time, I was a huge football fan, loved the San Francisco 49ers, and especially my hero, Joe Montana, so any sort of football movie was exciting to me. The great part of this movie is the number of ex-NFL stars that appear in the movie, most notably Hall of Famer Ray Nitschke, who played for the Packers, and Joe Cap from the Minnesota Vikings, and even Burt Reynolds was a fine athlete. He played college football at Florida State. 
The quick and dirty premise of the movie is that the prisoners organize a football team in order to play against the guards who are especially brutal against the prisoners. This way, the prisoners can play this football game, get their shots in, all under the guise of playing football. Obviously, there's way more to the plot, but I'll let you watch the film if you want to know more. But definitely check out the original because it is so well done. And, you know, as much as I love Adam Sandler, the remake is just inferior. Okay, this next one isn't the best, but it's it's incredibly entertaining, and that's The Rock from 1996. Two things drew me to the theater for The Rock in the summer of 1996. One being Sean Connery, since he's awesome in pretty much everything he's in. The other was the majority of the movie is filmed in the San Francisco area, and of course, that's where I live. The Rock is filled with terrific action scenes and plenty of big-name actors like, of course, Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, and Ed Harris. See, because Ed Harris is in it, it kind of... <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Nicolas Cage, so there you go. The reason the movie kind of works so well is because it doesn't rely strictly on action scenes. The story is actually really well-crafted and keeps you engaged. Today's action films are often just explosions with very little substance, and, and part of this is due to the lack of the true star power in today's Hollywood. Hence, the alternative you know, is to blow lots of shit up, and then nobody will care about the plot, or the actors for that matter. All right, these next few, they have to be on the list just because they are arguably the, the greatest prison movies of all time. And one is Cool Hand Luke with Paul Newman. I mean, it's it's arguably his finest role ever, and that's saying a lot coming from a guy who has been in countless amazing films. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. And I don't like it any more than you, man. The next one is The Great Escape. I think, you know, right up there with Shawshank Redemptions, when you think of prison movies, and I was kind of talking about this idea to... Uh, my panel of guests that I always have on, and, and The Great Escape was definitely thrown out there. How could you not say Kula and not think of The Great Escape? There's also Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood, a very well-done movie. Uh, this next group, um, not my favorite, but definitely worth seeing. Um, not my favorite just because they're intense. <laughs> uh, one is American History X. Really, Edward Norton, terrific, terrific actor. The next one is American Me. This is about as brutal as it gets. And if <laughs> if you don't want to go to prison, I don't know anyone that really wants to go to prison, but American Me would pretty much steer me clear of being in prison. Birdman of Alcatraz with Burt Lancaster. It's kind of a historical, you know, it, it's... It's supposed to be true, but I'm sure there's some liberties taken. And then this one was kind of an interesting one because technically it is a prison film, but it's not your typical prison film, and that is Bridge on the River Kwai. So you definitely have to see that, but it's a long one, and I think a lot of people probably steer clear from it. These next four are kind of the fun ones, and fun meaning 
some of the subject matter isn't fun, but the the movies are either guilty pleasures or they're comedies. I'll start with the comedies. One is Stir Crazy. Now, most of the movie isn't in prison, but they're kind of breaking out. And uh, I always loved the partnership of Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder in their movies. And Stir Crazy is really well done. Their escape from uh, being in the prison rodeo, really, really funny. What are you doing? I'm getting bad. Better get bad, Jack, because you ain't bad. You're going to get fucked. You're bad. They don't mess with you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, home. Get down. Hey. You're a little too bad, ain't you? <clears throat> yeah. Do some of these. Right on. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We bad. Huh? <laughs> That's right. You don't want no shit either. That's right. Darn right. We don't want no shit. You understand? Uh, we don't take too much shit. Take a little bit. We don't take no bunch of shit. Damn right. That's right. Say no shit. No shit. That's right. No shit. No. I'm trying to get. We don't take no shit. The other one is Jailhouse Rock with Elvis. Um, you know, love or hate Elvis's movies, they were always kind of entertaining in their own way, and and just the song alone is iconic. So, you know, again, you're not going to see a masterpiece by watching Jailhouse Rock, but it's still entertaining. One that I remembered, and part of the reason I remembered is because I was I loved Sylvester Stallone movies uh, when I was growing up. And so I had to see the movie Victory, and this was kind of interesting because it, it, I'm trying to remember the premise. I know they're in jail. It might have been a war camp at this point. Um, but like Michael Caine's in it, Sylvester Stallone's in it, and Pele's in it, who is arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. So if you're into you know soccer, soccer movies, and you want a kind of a historical movie, this is Victory is a good movie. And then along the Sylvester Stallone line, I had to throw in Lockup. Is it a great movie? Nah, but it's worth seeing if you like Sylvester Stallone. All right, that's all I got. And so let's listen to what everyone else to say. In this week's episode. All right, we're back with Samantha. Welcome back. Thank you. So for this week, we're going to talk about our favorite prison movies. So <laughs> I don't know if this is bottom of the barrel or not, but um, part of the reason I came up with this is I really like the song by ACDC called Jailbreak. Oh. And while that came on <laughs> Sirius so XM, funny. I'm like, there we go. Let's play that and give me an excuse to play it in the intro. Yes. Oh, so perfect. That's how we it's going to work. Tie your passions uh, together. Uh, to be honest, that's how the um, movies that were, or uh, songs that were inspired by movies, um, that's how that was inspired because I think I heard a Neil Diamond song and I remember oh. <laughs> you, that was inspired by E.T. So yes, music does play a for, uh, role in this uh, podcast. So anyway, we're going to talk about your favorite jail, prison movies. I don't know if favorite's a good word, but... Maybe your most entertaining, or the one that uh, the ones that come to mind the most for you. Okay, so this isn't really a genre I gravitate towards. <laughs> I don't think anyone goes. I really want to watch that prison movie, but, but yes. I mean, if you're into kind of like suspense or more like violent movies, sure. like they're a, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they're mostly men's prison movies. Always There's nothing like. I've well, there are the like the exploitation seventies women's prison because oh. they're mostly like Cinemax movies. Uh-huh. So there you go. So, well, and, and those are more geared towards men too. <laughs> so there you go. So there is a um, a cool show that recently came out that goes into like female prison mm. imprisonment, but I won't talk about that. Okay. But well, of course, there's Orange is the New Black. Which, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, if, I've actually never watched that. Yeah, but it's very popular. Um, but, 
Yeah, so anyway, that would be a tangent. Okay. But so for movies, I think uh, two that came to mind, well, there's the obvious Shawshank Redemption. Of course, I think that's everyone's Green number mile. one. Yeah. I have never so seen The Green Mile. Yeah. That is on my list. So It's, it's fine. It's long, though. It's long. It's really depressing yeah. at the end. Really, really depressing. Right. And I think it has one of the most horrible like villains ever. It's the... Not Tom Hanks is the good person. Oh, oh, of course. But it's the other prison guard yeah. who's like just an awful person. Well, that's a topic on so. in and of itself because Tom Hanks never plays a bad guy. <laughs> he's very rarely he plays a bad guy. Yeah. So it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Worth watching if you feel like a serious drama. Sure. And yeah, so those are the first two that came to mind. But then when I started researching like prison movies, I was reminded of one of my. I wouldn't say it's like an all-time favorite movie, but I, it's a great film that I think people don't know about. It's the movie version of The Count of Monte Cristo. I didn't know about that. Okay. So when did this come so, out? It came out in the early 2000s. Okay. Let's look at an exact number. 2002. It's your... It's a it's a costume drama, mm-hmm. and it's based off of a, a novel. So it's like those are two things I... I love That's right. in a film, and um, I'm pretty sure I saw this movie when I was in school. Oh, like okay. for the first time or some reason, and I really liked it. Was it um, actually in school? Like they showed it as a yeah, oh I nice. Think so, yeah. um, but it's a really great movie. It's with um, the cast isn't too like you would recognize the cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, Guy Pierce oh, yeah. mm-hmm. in it. The lead is played by Jim Caviezel. Caviezel. Yes. Um, and then, uh, what's his face? Um, da, 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 Superman. Oh, um, Henry, Henry Cavill. Cavill is yes. in there as like a teenager. Uh, oh, really? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he plays a teen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and a bunch of other random like British and Irish actors are mm-hmm. in it. Um, but it's awesome. It's based off of the book by on Alexandre Dumas. Yep. It's the French book, and it's a the. I, I never read the book. I don't think, but it's an awesome story of this guy who so many things go wrong, mm-hmm. but it's like the ultimate like underdog revenge story mm. so i don't want to give it all away so you didn't pick this for your underdog uh, we did our favorite I didn't underdog even movies think I, of it that's a good one um but it's really more of like a revenge like you feel so like satisfied at the ending right. because of what he pulled off it's kind of like shawshank shawshank yeah, is almost like the yeah, revenge yeah judgment. it's very i wonder if shawshank no I don't think it was inspired by this mm-hmm. novel at all, but it's kind of a similar present. So something happens at the beginning, mm-hmm. and the um, main character, his name, like the names change a lot. So oh. this movie, it's confusing to okay. follow because there's a lot of like historic context mm-hmm. of like um, Napoleon Bonaparte yeah. and like French politics. But well, that's probably what makes it difficult to read. Yeah, if there's all these different names and everything. Yeah, yeah. and the names. Are confusing and they change their names mm-hmm. and but the main guy is Edmund and he kind of gets into tr- he just gets involved with people in the beginning and is really kind of screwed over mm. and he ends up in prison on like this island mm. so he's like basically stuck on this island and in a rock and it's completely horrific 
and he ends up escaping after years and years and years. There's a really interesting backstory. He like meets someone at the prison who like tells him some things mm. and teaches him um, stuff. And oh, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that's him. It was played by Richard Harris. Oh yeah, who's the original Dumbledore? Uh, yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> <laughs> and so you haven't seen the Harry Potter. I have not, but I know I do know the characters. <laughs> so thank you for bringing so. that up. Have you? So have you seen different movie versions of this? Because I'm sure it's been made. No, um, this is the like version of the movie, uh-huh. like, or sorry, this is the version of the book, like really, really, okay, the version, and I feel like they might have made one in like the 30s or oh, yeah, something. Yeah, because almost every major popular book has had some sort of adaptation at some point. Yeah, yeah, Count of Monte Cristo, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, but this is the one to see. This is the one you're. This is the one like I saw sure. like when I was younger, and I really it like it, it. And now I want to rewatch it. Good. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> but it's really fun in the way he, um, the way when he breaks out of prison in kind of the the second part of the film after there when he kind of starts a new life for himself. Yeah. And that's where the Count of Monte Cristo comes into play. It's you just like are rooting for him. Right. Like, yeah, get that revenge, buddy. Um, <laughs> And it, there's a fun little twist at the end. Cool. So it's just a really fun movie. And it's, he, like the whole, like, it is a prison movie because he spends like most, most of the time, of the time mm-hmm. all alone. He's isolated in there. Mm-hmm. And until he meets this other prisoner um, and they kind of use that time to create his new identity. Yeah. And then when he busts out, he like, I think he like breaks through the rock. They like build this tunnel for a long mm. time, so it's kind of like Shawshank. Yeah, it's a while. And yeah. I think he smuggled out in like a body bag, or there, it's a really clever escape. And then he ends up like getting involved with pirates. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds a lot cleaner than going through the sewage uh, <laughs> tunnel. That that's what Andy Dufresne had to do. So yes. So yeah, it was like into the ocean. Yes. Instead. Um, well, now this makes me want to see it because I yeah, always put it off. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, a little confusing. Like, I was rereading the plot. And I'm like, I don't remember that happening. <laughs> like, the whole beginning. Part. So, have you rewatched it since you saw it in school? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I watched it off and on. Oh, cool. Um, but I think originally I saw it in a class mm-hmm. or... Um, yeah, because it came out in 2002, so I wasn't, like, going to run to the theater. No, of course not. <laughs> but, I but I like when cool teachers will do this, because I remember, I think it was seventh grade, we saw the original Hound of the Baskervilles, the Sherlock mm. Holmes um, movie. Um, from, it was Basil Rathbone, and so it was from the 30s, wow. and most of the kids were bored, but I loved it, and that was my that was my introduction to Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah. yeah. So, that was a so cool, that's a good cool discovery. So... Yeah, my other choice is kind of on the total opposite end of the spectrum. This is a very, a classy, interesting uh, novel adaptation. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, my other movie I went for is the drama Bronson. Yes. Uh, I've heard of this. <laughs> have you seen it? I've not seen oh, it, though. <laughs> it's, it's not a movie I would recommend to everyone. Okay. Um, and... It's, it's on a lot of lists, though. That's, it is a great movie. I will never watch it again. Right. It had moments where I was just so grossed out. Yeah. And not like... 
it, it, it it's just yucky okay um at points and it makes you uncomfortable right. but just the, like prison yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's the symbolic yes but um it's kind of funny at the same time because mm. um, Tom Hardy plays the main character. Which is why you like him, too. Yes. I, that's probably why I watched it initially. I think this is, was his breakout movie. Uh, okay. No pun intended. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the way he becomes this character was is just really phenomenal. Like, it's based on a real person. Mm-hmm. So I think he kind of mimicked the very specific accent and mannerisms and, and of this guy. Um, Charles Bronson, that wasn't his real name that he was born with. Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny. They picked the famous actress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think because this guy, he, he realized he enjoyed prison mm. and he enjoyed being a criminal. So he kept, he would like, instigate things mm. and antagonize so he would keep getting worse sentences interesting so he only went to prison initially for not very long yeah. but he ended up staying for i think most of his life and he was in solitary confinement interesting and he would just he was so violent yeah and um you kind of hear this over and over, over again with with actual prisoners they don't know how to function in real, the real world, mm-hmm. and the only way they can live through that structure is in prison. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's a problem because they you know they keep coming back yeah. for a reason. Yeah, yeah, and I think this is fascinating because this was like a real person, and they made right. a movie about it, so you can really see how he in, not he didn't enjoy it, but he like created a life for himself in right. prison that he could not have in normal life. That's like right. He became famous through yeah. being. In prison. That structure you have, whether it's yeah. horrible, but it's still a structure that they could probably live with. Yeah. yeah. And it's like interesting. every time he would get out of prison, he would just like do something. To make it go so back. he would go back and I, he was in insane. I don't know if it was an insane asylum, but he was in like, he was with the crazy, the, the quote unquote crazy right. people for a while. And I think there was one scene when he was just like in a cage. Wow. And it was like really uncomfortable. So what what era is this supposed to take place in? It starts out in I wanna say the fifties okay. or sixties. And I don't think he's alive anymore. I'm going to look this up. Well if he is, he's gotta be in jail. I mean that's where else would he wanna be? So Oh, he's still alive. No way. <laughs> so this happened in the 70s. Okay. Then. So he was born in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he was first sentenced to prison in 1974. Okay. Um, and he's still incarcerated? And he is still... He's incarcerated at Wakefield Prison. <laughs> nice. Um, he's managed to be married three times. It's, it, the <laughs> thrill never goes away, even behind bars. And, yeah, I think... And when he worked in, like, he did, like, theater and vaudeville when he was really? out. So he's just a very eclectic yeah. person who was also incredibly, incredibly violent. Yeah. And I think there's, yeah, there's a point, I think, when he, like, bites a guy's ear off. Oh, and, <laughs> so. Okay, so here's a question. Okay. Let's say you're in jail. <laughs> would you rather be in solitary or would you rather be with the general population? 
I I think you'd have to be with the general population. Mm-hmm. Like even as a I'm like a crazy introvert. Yeah, I would have to have interaction. Some with sort people. of contact. Mm-hmm. Just at at breakfast every day. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a poll. Like because part of me says I don't want to be around anyone. I don't want to deal with anyone. Just put me in solitary. But I think you're gonna slowly go crazy. Yeah, because if you if you know if you're a good prisoner, you could. Yeah. Get like a little job in the prison. Sure, yes. You could like work in the library or That's whatever. Right. And Pay for protection somehow. Pay yes. For protection. <laughs> whatever yeah. that may be. Yes. And especially like watching this movie, for example, mm-hmm. solitary confinement does not look very appealing. Good. Yes. Um, and I don't know. I think that just makes someone even crazier. Yeah, that's a good point. And so those are the, your, the two you picked? Or those you... are the two I picked. Nice. So... I'm not sure anyone's going to pick those. So that I'm glad. Ooh. Good job. And yeah, I would say go watch Count of Monte Cristo yeah. ASAP. Watch mm-hmm. Bronson only Once? if you like it. <laughs> so that's a one and done. So it's we're doing one yeah. and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wish I would have like watched it more recently because I could have remembered the the specific moments that are really, really special. Yeah. So I, <laughs> That's I could right. just tell you and you wouldn't have to watch it. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> we want to watch it. We're going to, you know, save it. You know, there's going to be some sort of suspense for these for people listening. So this yeah. will be good. So as always, thank you so much, Samantha. Yeah, thank you. All right. We're back with Brian Brown's all. Hello, hello. So this week we're going to jail. So. We're going to, going to jail. <laughs> we'll see. Go directly to jail. Go, do not pass Do go. not pass and Do not collect your $200. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting because um, some people are having a tough time finding different types of movies that isn't um you know shawshank or something like that and yeah i mean shawshank's know. on my list but i wasn't going to talk about it much because i figured everyone everyone's gonna gonna, yeah yeah <laughs> but again it's a, a lot of people i know it's just like their one of their favorite movies yeah the favorite movie and it is one of my favorite movies and probably yeah. not my most favorite but probably in my top 10 but yeah I, yeah no definitely I won't mention much other than it's yeah <laughs> and many feel that should have beaten forrest gump and yeah all well, i mean it was that or pulp fiction yeah i think we're both Better than Forrest Gump that year, yeah. '94. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there might there might have even been a, a third one. Um, At that point, though, Tom Hanks was on such a roll. <laughs> Pretty yeah, much everything no, was, was in like, yeah, gold. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. the golden touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's just get into what what your list of your favorite. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I'll start with Shawshank just because uh, you know we already mentioned it. Sure. Um, I mean, it's on my list because I think it's just an interesting movie. Like, it's a very interesting character study. It's. Um, thinking about prison is not just like the physical prison, but like prison as a state of mind. Yeah. So I think that's why it resonates. It's like, you're not, it's not just about being confined physically. It's like, what, like, what, where's your mind when you're in prison? Sure. So I think, I don't know. That's, that's really all I had to say about that. Other than it's, uh, acting's great. I mean, Tim Robbins, maybe one of his best roles, Morgan Freeman, one yeah. of his best roles. Yep. Um, all the supporting characters are really good. Plays the Nancy Brown. Yeah. Is, is the one of the police guy the I'm sorry the not one of the not the warden the guards the, uh, guards yeah. he's the head guard the guy who was really the good. warden though the guy who's Gordon yeah. uh, the warden sorry yeah he's yeah he was really good yeah. and he showed up I think after that and does a lot of villain roles yes he, he kind of was typecast but he's got the he, he had a very kind of yeah. very despicable kind of uh, curt manner yes at, yeah. Um, I don't know. Great movie. It was, yeah. I'd say enough, it's really. A, but. Really, and and, a, and almost a perfect ending, you know, kind of like, you know, the yeah. revenge. Very, yeah. yeah, revenge, and it was cathartic. Yes. He, you know, he makes it to Mexico. He does. free, and yeah. it ends up in paradise, basically, although it's, you know, still sad because, you know, the whole reason he was there is because his wife got murdered. That's and right. And he was accused for it. 
So yeah, it was just kind very of bittersweet. Weird. Yeah, still bitter, poetic, bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, ha- it's a happy ending probably for Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So yeah, and, and it's interesting to get into <laughs> like you know the, the great scene at the, when he's working at the grocery store because he kind of doesn't know how to live his life yeah, outside of yeah. Uh, confinement. So yeah, yeah. and so it, yeah, it was interesting because it, it, you know Andy Dufresne kind of teaches Red. You know, it's not just about. It's not one side. It's not yeah. one thing mm-hmm. or the other. It's just you know you got to live free. And, what did he say? Get busy living or get busy You'd dying. You'd be dying. Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was Red's philosophy. Anyway, but it was it, it kind of was the flaw, the motto of the movie. Absolutely. So I've been asking this. I'm going to ask this to everyone. If you were in prison, oh my god, <laughs> what would you would you rather be in solitary or would you rather be with the general population? I guess general. I don't know. I mean, I'm an introvert, but I don't know like. From what I've heard and read about solitary confinement, it just really messes you up. Right. And if I ever thought I would be back in society again, like, mm-hmm. assume, I mean, it's hard to even imagine, like, I don't know what crime I would commit. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Like, I, don't say wanna, right there. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> so, but I mean, if I were wrongfully confused or yeah. wrong, convicted. wrongfully convicted, then like I Andy. would, yeah. like Andy, then I don't, I don't know if it really matters. Yeah. I think probably I'd, I'd probably not want to be in solitary just because I've, what I've read about. Right. That kind of confinement is just, They've even talked about it in some cases as being a form of cruel and, un- and unusual punishment. Right, so the psychological think, Yeah, damage. the psychological damage that it does to yeah. be alone. That alone, not confined, I think. Yeah, I don't think. I agree. <laughs> General population. We'll never find you. I don't never find you. Hopefully, hopefully it's like, <laughs> exactly. Hopefully it's one of those like minimum security That's white right. collar prisons where it's yeah. like, uh, you know, resort. Like a resort. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. The country club prison. <laughs> yeah, and I've cheated millions of people out of money. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> not really in big trouble. You're no, like uh, Michael, Michael uh, Milken, Douglas yeah. and, or, or Michael, Michael Douglas in Wall Street. Wall yeah, Street. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to ever go to jail. No. Absolutely. And I want to do anything that would get me in a jail, so yeah. So that's but, why we're just talking about the movies, folks. About, yeah. It's all fantasy. So. Prison, yeah, yeah. prison fantasy. That's so. right. <laughs> okay, let's go into your next... Your, your all right, I'm going to kind of go in uh, order of my kind of top... My favorite five or so, and then maybe least favorite to most favorite. Um, the Longest Yard. Uh, thank you for picking that, because I did too. So. Yeah, all right, yeah. So uh, The original. Bur- Bur- yeah, the original. Yeah, yeah I, have seen the, I have seen the remake with... Uh, Adam Sandler, Sandler. Yep. yeah, he was okay. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't really need to be remade. No. I can see why they did because it makes sense to modernize and you can use current football players. Sure. And they use, you know, real football players from the time. Yep. The, uh, when was it? Sixties, I guess. It was seventy-four. I think yes. But you're getting players okay. like Ray Nitschke and oh, Joe Cap. Oh, players from the sixties. Yeah. But yeah, they the movie was from the seventies. Right. Like Joe Cap, pretty. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, but Nitschke getting hit in the balls, like you know, that was, it's the greatest scene ever. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember a lot from the movie. But I remember it being pretty exciting as a like a sports movie. Oh, and yeah. like it's also pretty brutal as a prison movie. Yeah, um, just entertaining all around. Yeah, and the character. Reynolds, act- yeah, yeah, better better roles and like yeah, a lot of good character actors. Yeah, you get Richard Keel, who's Jaws and, and oh, that's Bond, right. Yeah, and, um, you get um, well, Burt Reynolds actually played uh, college football. I think he. Oh, that's right. He did. State or something yeah. Like that. yeah. And so he, he was a good athlete. But yeah, and just the, the guys they got to play, um, I'm trying to remember, he was kind of, I think he was like the equipment guy that was Burt Reynolds' main buddy in that. Yeah. He goes on to play uh, Michael J. Fox's dad in Teen Wolf. Okay. Uh, but I can't remember his name, but. <laughs> yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. And then just a lot of, a lot of great character actors. In now I'm picturing Teen Wolf with that guy, and when he shows up. In the mirror, you know, in the bathroom yes, with my little exactly. he's like he's got he's in full on wolf. He's got the gray wolf, wolf makeup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really well done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, 
brilliant, brilliant movie. One of the best football movies there is. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I think that would rank highly on anyone's football movie yeah, list. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so it's a good prison movie slash football. In general, movies, I think sports movies, baseball probably has the most poetic charm to it. But, um, yeah, there haven't been a lot of good football movies. For whatever yeah, reason, it's funny. So. Yeah, the like, longest yard. And even, like, MASH is a good football yeah, movie. They have a great <laughs> scene. I think it's really hard to film good football scenes for, yeah. without having real athletes doing yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the hard part about it. Yeah. yeah. Football is just such a like intense sport and yeah and athletes it, are such like they're so big and strong and it's like it's hard to like fake that on, that's on, right on a movie and you have to be able to run a play to <laughs> yeah you yeah. know that's that's real make so. it doesn't make it look unless you're unless you're making a movie like the replacements where everyone's supposed to be bumbling it's a joke anyway. yeah <laughs> right <laughs> okay so, anyway yeah. yeah that's a good no i like going um, into yeah that. so and then similarly also a football and prison movie but a different kind of football okay. is victory yeah, thank i think you, I, yeah. I mentioned this before yeah. but this is a uh, sylvester stallone um michael king michael king yeah. Uh, Pele, yep. uh, a couple other soccer players from the time. Jose um, Ardiles, he was an Argentinian star at the mm-hmm. time. Um, and a bunch of good character actors. And there, it's a World War II prison camp yep. where they're, uh, the, the Germans want to stage an exhibition against yeah. the, the prisoners because they notice the prisoners on their recreation, they play a lot of soccer. Right. So they decided to make a, like, a spectacle of it. And they're going to have like the show how they beat the allies to yeah. pulp in, in the soccer game but then the allies are like alright fine we're, you know, we're going to have your game and then we're going to use it as a, as a cover for a skate that's and right so there's a drama around that and I get some real soccer players in there as, I as haven't seen it in years I want to revisit it because I saw yeah. it when I was you know I have it on DVD yeah. I'll, I'll oh cool you thank you yeah it's about time we reversed that no because I was on you know growing up Stallone was like the best to me yeah. so I wouldn't see anything with Stallone in it yeah I mean it's not as typical, although he's definitely playing up like he's the kind of the dumb American sure. role. Like he's because most of the prisoners are British. And yeah, he's like one, the one American in the camp, I think. And then they end up making because he, I think he was, he's either a guy who is a big football fan or he played like American football, mm. and so he kept picking up the ball. So we're like, all right, fine, you like touching the ball, so like goalie, the yeah. goal. <laughs> But it was always great because you got the, you know, arguably the greatest soccer player of all time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Ball, and a so. couple others yeah. that are the, of that era that yeah. are really good. I mean, Pele was was past his playing days at that point, but he still, you know, definitely had skills and absolutely made, you know, was look look nice. So. Yeah, it's like getting you know Joe Montana <laughs> being your football movie, or you know, <laughs> exactly. or Michael Jordan in your basketball movie. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, so yeah, it was a good uh, good World War Two. Yeah prison movie um and then speaking of that on that same line is the great escape with steve McQueen. Yep. i don't remember all the other actors in it. it's been a while since i've seen that uh is james is garner in it is he in that i think i think james garner charles bronson bronson yeah, yeah. so okay. yeah yeah wow yeah so and then there was a bunch of english actors in that that's right john hurt was he in that i don't know it sounds right yeah it's been a while since i've seen the movie i probably saw long it like one it's really good because um it's not just a World War II prison camp movie. It's kind of like they're trying to break out all the time, and they keep coming up with these plans. And it's kind of like a heist movie at the same time of a, exactly. a prison movie. So it's there's a lot going on. Yeah, and they keep you know they they do these like uh, I think Steve McQueen at one point goes on a, like a he he escapes temporarily just yeah. to do like a recon mission for when they are really going to try their escape attempt. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know. It's, it's an interesting movie if you're like if you're into like the World War II. Sure, it's almost like its own genre. I think there was a. Stalag 17, which wasn't one of my favorites. Yeah. 
I think Gary Cooper, I think. And probably one that you were going to mention later. But yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. there's, um, there was definitely a, a style that they, that yeah. they kept making, and it did well. Um, so yeah, so obviously Steve McQueen, Charles Bronson, James Gardner, Richard Attenborough. Okay, in it. yeah. James Coburn, who my mom James was in Coburn. love with at the yeah. time. <laughs> Donald Pleasance is in it. All right. Yeah. And David McCallum, who, David McCallum plays Ducky on NCIS. So right. that's, as you get to see him as a young role. Great actors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. It's a really good Steve McQueen role. Absolutely, yeah. And you see him and much better than his other prison movie, which I couldn't really oh, take his Papillon. on. Exactly. I couldn't get through that. Oh, very depressing. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't often. Really, yeah. It was, I don't know. I don't recommend that one, just because unless you're really in the, I don't yeah, know, not in the mood. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like, it's more in the vein of Shawshank Redemption if Shawshank were really, really, like, kind of slow and depressing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good And it's good also analogy. a war prisoner movie, so it has that war back onto it, and mm-hmm. I don't know, just... I was my he was really good. Like maybe it's one of his better, like more serious acting mm-hmm. roles. But he would definitely. It's definitely you got to really be in the mood for that. I think. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna pick Bullet over. Oh yeah, yeah anytime. <laughs> like if I'm gonna Bullet, go Steve Yeah, exactly. Was the um, the Cincinnati Kid? Yeah. You know, what's the like one? That. The, the the robbery. Oh, um, sip, uh, Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah. 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 yeah that'd be any of those. Yeah, <laughs> Bullet over yeah. yeah. <laughs> So all right. Um, next, I have. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Good one. There's one I haven't seen. I need to see this. I love you that one, too. Yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite Coen Brothers movies. And it's not so much a prison movie because they break out of prison sure. like, almost immediately. But they are prisoners and they're wearing their stripes the whole time, mm-hmm. pretty much. Or a lot of, a lot of the time. Um, so George Clooney, John Turturro, and I'm drawing a play. Tim Blake Nelson are mm. the, the three guys. And really, the, the story follows the story of Homer's The Odyssey. Right, that's but it's yeah. set in the rural South and during the Depression, so mm-hmm. they kind of like mythologize the the Depression era, Southern U.S. Um, and they took some characters and you know modern you know put them in that era. So mm-hmm. it would be like George Clooney was Odysseus and trying to get back to his wife and family, mm-hmm. um, back to his home, and uh, I think what's his name, John Goodman shows up mm-hmm. and he's a one-eyed guy and he's really big and he's like the Cyclops from the Odyssey and like, there's a couple of the there's the the really devout Baptists, mm-hmm. and they're walking into the water and singing a song, and it's like kind of like the Lotus Eaters from the Odyssey. So it's like there's all these parallels to the Odyssey. Yeah. That they just decided to like make that movie as or make that story into a into a well, it's a musical too. Like they sing songs. There's a lot of great bluegrass music. A lot of on people there. love that soundtrack. That's yeah, I know it's yeah. one of the one yeah. of my favorite soundtracks mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Really, really kind of got me into bluegrass music. I, yeah. I hadn't yeah. heard a lot of it until then. It was, oh, awesome. yeah. So, yeah. so just a lot going for that movie. Holly Hunter's really good as mm-hmm. as um, George Clooney's wife. In okay, movie. yeah, um, yeah, great actors. I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> good, good Coen picked, Brothers movie. I'm glad so, you picked that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then my favorite. I already talked about Shawshank, and that's yeah. one of my favorite. My most favorite prison movie is um, Cool Hand Luke. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Newman is. My favorite actor, bar none. Really? Yeah. Multi- yeah, yeah good one. I, I think probably from that movie and maybe, I don't know. I, well, I think I liked The Sting a lot as a kid. And that was one yeah. of my favorite movies, period. And then It's I, almost a perfect I, movie. Yeah, it is. It's it really is. well done. Him and, he and uh, um, Redford. Redford are great. And, great and Robert ones. Shaw. Yeah, Robert yeah. Shaw, oh my yeah. guy. He's so good in that. Lonigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Fala. <laughs> yeah, that was a great movie. So, um... I think, yeah, Newman's just one of my favorite actors. I, I started watching other movies with him in it. I was mm-hmm. like, I just loved everything that yeah. I could see. Like that, and Cat in the Hot Tin Roof, and... Um, 
Oh, I um, don't know. I can't think of it. The Hustler. Hustler, yeah. and then The Color of Money, even. Oh, he's money. good. He yeah. does a lot of The Verdict. I mean, just Verdict's amazing. Everything. Did, did you ever see uh, Harper? He plays kind of like a um, yeah. kind of a Phil Marlowe character. He's oh, like really? A, he's a detective. He's okay. like a gumshoe. Um, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. Do a little exchange. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that one's great. It's full of character actors. They're full of guys that are like later became famous. Mm-hmm. Um, George Kennedy, who is in um, Naked Gun yes. as uh, Drebin's partner that's right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. George Kennedy's a lot of yeah he's a lot but I mean like that's uh, I think probably his more I mean I think he passed away recently but yeah that's his, one of his more famous roles it's being in a naked gun definitely um oh Dennis Hopper he's like yeah. a really weird he's, weird, he's weird, always guy weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always <laughs> I don't know he's not almost non-verbal in the movie but <laughs> doesn't matter he's yeah, still, uh, yeah the guy so the guy who's the like prison captain uh, Struther Martin yes is really famous yeah, what we got here is a failure to failure communicate, to communicate. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah so it's uh, repeated throughout throughout the movie and that's so right. really um I think that's uh Actually, so I mentioned Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and there's a sheriff guy, there's a like a line boss in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Mm. He was basically lifted from the from cool line the line the line boss from Cooling Luke, mm-hmm. the the guy with the uh, mirror sunglasses. Oh on. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't talk. Yeah. and basically just there look, to look menacing the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the great scenes ever in cinema is the egg. The it's egg eating con, yeah, 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 he has to eat like fifty eggs yep. in an hour. He makes a bet just yep. on the spot. Just to sh- he's like the whole thing is like just him kind of defying everything i think it yeah. was i mean it was from 1967 yep. so it was really like a counterculture um anti-establishment movie. exactly yeah because there's you don't really necessarily know why he's motivated to do the things he did like he gets busted originally for just like robbing um parking meters right he just like chopping off the head of the meter and like pouring the coins out yeah he's he's, he's just like on a drunken rampage and right so he gets thrown in prison camp and then the whole time he just resents being there, and he's yeah. just going to fight the fight him. Fight the, the system, yeah. yeah. So another great Paul Newman movie that we forgot, of course, is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance. Oh yeah, I, meant, so, I was because yeah. I was thinking of Redford. I couldn't think of that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that's one of the classics. Of one of the things we want to do is your favorite actors and actresses and your least favorite movie from them. Oh, all so right. that's going to be I'll fun. To think of, yeah, yeah. I'll have to think about Newman's worst. Exactly. Movie that, that, when you said favorite actor, that, that immediately dawned. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That'll all be right. a fun one. Good one to think about. Yeah. Right. So yeah, there's my list. That's awesome. Right. So great job. We're, we mirror a lot of those same. You know, cool. Meets me in the Great Escape, Longest Yard. I'm glad you said Victory. So yeah, yeah those all are right. all great ones. So thank you, Brian. Sure. All right, we're back with Malin. Welcome back. Hey, Brian. Thanks. It's been a while, but what better way to get back into movies than talking about jail and prison and all those fun things? So. Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you came up with regarding your favorite uh, prison movies. Yeah, it's um, yeah, fun stuff for sure, right? <laughs> um, and I was actually I was thinking about this. Uh, this this week has forced me to kind of like dig deep a little bit because I usually avoid prison films. Okay. Um, and the reason I say I have to like I had to dig deep is because I had to kind of come to terms with my. Uh, fear of the topic um prison films are hard for me i think i have this somewhat deep-seated fear of um uh this deep-seated like claustrophobic fear of like wrongful imprisonment i mean uh, we we, we can probably a lot of us can thank hitchcock for that yes um the wrong man yeah yeah and so I've always been kind of scared or freaked out by the idea of like 
being imprisoned and having, uh, I guess, being like locked up in this place where all control over your life is completely taken away. Yeah. Um, and if we believe like the tropes of prison movies, like everything under the sun that is horrible will happen to you. That's right. <laughs> um, you're, you're subjected to all of these horrid things. Um, violence of every type, um, uh, clicky social persecution of every type, and then you're um, you're basically locked up with what it, your transgressors in a system that absolutely cares nothing about you know your actual physical or mental safety and well-being. That's right. Um, so prison movies are kind of scary, and I don't, I certainly don't seek them out. Um, but I did come up with a list of a few films that I do like. Okay. Some of them like are straight up prison films and a couple of them, um, that I'll save to the end that I think, uh, take the themes that freak me out the most about prison films. Okay. Uh, but that I actually like quite a bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So at the, at the bottom mm -hmm. of my list is, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Really? Okay, that makes sense. Actually, it's funny how most people haven't bothered to talk about Shawshank because I think it's like the most obvious. It's kind of like picking uh, The Godfather for your favorite mafia movie, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think I've made that mistake enough times that <laughs> 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 now I, I, I try not to worry about it too much. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm gleefully picking the obvious Shawshank Redemption. Good. And we're think um i think it's like an obvious top pick i'm putting it at the bottom of my list like okay just putting that in there is like a jab <laughs> like i'm putting it on the, deliberately on the bottom of my <laughs> list partially because um yeah, yeah yeah well anyway um that's a fun one i'm uh have, have very many people mentioned it yeah it's uh, most people briefly gloss over it and they, most people have been doing the um, less obvious ones. So it's definitely worth mentioning. Um, but I think most people have seen it regardless of the theme, but just, it's one of those, those movies that a lot of people have seen already. Okay. Well, you know, the funny thing was when I, when I realized that Shawshank Redemption was going to be one of my favorites, I thought, you know, it's practically begs the question, why not the green mile? Um, right. Because I, they're so uh, similar in terms of like the the Stephen King background, and I think it's the same director and or writer. Um, I barely remember The Green Mile. And The Shawshank Redemption, I remember it really, really well. Yeah, me too. I've um, never actually seen The Green Mile. That was one of my famous movies I haven't seen yet. So, Oh, you got to see that. I haven't had a chance. I'm, I'm still behind because of vacation, so I haven't listened to the last podcast. Okay, that's a fun movie. one. That sounds like a great topic. I can't wait. So besides... The Green Mile and Shawshank. What are the other ones on your list? Well, so I can't put Green Mile on there, but Shawshank okay. for sure. For sure. Um, oh, so the next one. Okay, so we're moving up a ladder. Chicago, which I don't know. It's kind of like the happy, sad side of prison life. <laughs> it's like you know, prison life with uh, with a tap dance and a and a and a tune, a catchy tune. It's like Jailhouse um, Rock from Elvis. Oh, you know, I didn't even think of that one, but I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, yeah, I mean, it's a typical musical trope to just to get, uh, you know, Elvis <laughs> singing and dancing in prison. So. Oh, okay, yeah, for sure. Um, the thing I like about Chicago, though, is uh, not just that it kind of doesn't make me feel 
trapped and claustrophobic like uh, other kind of more straightforward prison films. But I really like how it plays with the idea of uh, villainy and celebrity um, and uh, fact and fiction um, and exploitation of identities and all of that stuff is really interesting. And I think it's just fantastic that uh, somebody could roll that up into a musical. Um, and the film is just fantastic in general anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's still one of my favorite um, musical or stage musical to movie crossovers just because it walks a really fine line between being theatrical and cinematic. And if anything, I think it it's one of those movies that I can go back to and when I have like a question about what constitutes a cinematic film, uh, I can find it in this movie. And when I think about what constitutes theatricality in a film, like it has those answers for me as well. And I'm sure you picked Chicago as one of your favorite musicals when we did that episode too. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. It is such a good, a good musical. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So next on my list, um, kiss of the spider woman. Ah, that's a good one. Which, um, I think, uh, it got nominated for a bunch of stuff, uh, but that I think it only won for William Hurt. I yes. could be wrong about that. And Raul, I think Hurt got Best Actor for it. Was Raul Julia um, nominated? I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he was nominated up against Hurt or not. Yeah, that's that's like Sophie's choice there. Right, but that was that's a great one. I have not seen that movie in a really really long time, and yeah. when I did see it. It was so boundary pushing mm -hmm. compared to anything that I was really prepared for or had seen before. Yeah, that it's it was one of those movies that kind of sunk into my mind, um, and I really had to think about it over a long period. Not that I was concentrating on it; it was just it was something that kind of captured my imagination and you know would pop up every once in a while, and it took me a while to sort it out. Yeah, whether I, need, I even liked it or not, you know, it's, uh, it was it was challenging for me. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it. It's been years since I've seen it. I mean, it came out in '85, so yeah, I was probably out of in college when I first saw it. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think I saw it just out of high school, so mid '90s. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, around the same time as me. Yeah, um, and it was it was probably one of the more transgressive films that I had seen at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a very sheltered like life up to that point. But that was one of the early ones that kind of opened up um, the cinema universe for me. Which is the power of movies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the importance of independent cinema. Yes. Um, and, and continuing today. Absolutely. Um, okay, so next one on my list, uh, The Great Escape. Of course. Has to be on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, I don't know, that's just like a, a weekend matinee kind of film it's forever long but it is great <laughs> on like a lazy sunday afternoon yes you can kind of go in and out of it and uh wow the cast is fantastic i think what i like about that one so much is the technical details of the escape oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean when i first saw it i was probably a kid and digging my own tunnels and um in the in the backyard of our house anyway so uh yeah so that film i just i just kind of like that as a kid and then as i grew up and 
better understood the history behind it, um, it became more interesting to me. Yeah, man, what a cast in that in that film. Yeah, just about everybody is in it. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you blink, you might miss somebody. That's so, true yeah, too. It was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, even God, James Garner was in that, yeah, and and Charles Bronson, and yeah, Donald Pleasant, Donald Pleasant, yeah, not really. um, uh, yeah, just nonstop list. Yeah, great, uh, great movie. Okay, so then I've got I've got one film that I really, really like that doesn't exactly fit into the mold of prison films, but I think because there is. Uh, it's a social satire, um, but rather than a prison film, it's kind of based around the idea, the, the concept of um, a mental institution. Have you heard of the movie King of Hearts? No, I haven't. So it's a it's a 1960s French comedy. Okay. Um, and like I say, it's a social satire. And so the premise of it is um, it's World War One and... Uh, hmm this um scottish guy a scottish army guy i don't know um is sent into a town to um defuse a bomb that's been left as a booby trap as the invading army is retreating Mm -hmm. um they're booby trapping these towns and they've left this bomb that is set to go off at a particular time in the center of this town so the scottish guy is going into the town all of the uh, inhabitants of the town are retreating because you know they don't want to be there when it blows up. So right. they abandon the city, and he's going in. Um, and we're thinking initially that he's going to go in and just defuse this bomb on his own. However, when the uh, citizens of the city leave, they leave the gates to the insane asylum open, <laughs> and oh, the no. inmate, yeah, they flood out into the town, and they take they take on the roles of everyday life as they see it without some of the limits of, you know, social norms and restrictions that are kind of imposed on people. And that's where a lot of the social satire comes from. Mm, Okay. So it's, it's interesting to me because it's, it starts off with that idea of a a city and a country, maybe even a continent, um, uh, isolated, broke up into parts and, uh, kind of, uh, controlled by war and then as the social norms are broken down and the insane come in to take the place of that you see um where society is turned on its head it's really interesting it's fascinating yeah so i've never seen it so king of hearts i i I need to check this out because i I love you know 60s and prior so yeah this is this is one i need to see yeah absolutely this is uh this is definitely a cinephiles um got to be on a cinephiles bucket list and now how did you hear about it my grandmother introduced it to me i have i have my grandmother to credit for a lot of my um favorite french films Mm -hmm. like uh she introduced me to jacques tati Mm -hmm. uh this film um some other stuff uh I wouldn't know who Jean Moreau was if mm. it weren't for my grandmother. Okay, so a couple of films that I just want to mention. These are not prison films, so I'll be quick about it. Okay. But like I said, uh, I think that I, I really like these films because they play on some of the themes that when it's a straight-up prison film, I get too freaked out to engage in. Mm-hmm. Um, but for these movies, uh, both of them are by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. Um, 
I actually like it quite a bit. So I think he plays really well off of the idea of uh, physical and mental imprisonment mm -hmm. of individuals and um, social groups uh, in historical periods. Um, also of uh, some other things like escape and whatnot. But um, so I, I just wanted to mention Devil's Backbone, which starts off with a kid being dropped off at an orphanage, which to me, that just, that, that scene where he's dropped off and this, the beginning of that movie, it really does feel like he's being imprisoned. Mm. And then um, a fascinating supernatural um, and coming of age story kind of starts off from that point. Um, and the other one, um, Pan's Labyrinth, kind of the same thing. A girl is dropped off in this with her soon to be um, stepfather, what's supposed to be soon to be stepfather, and becomes imprisoned in this um, in this wartime um, area with this guy who's horrible. And yeah, anyway, so it's. So did you see Shape of Water yet? I did. Okay. Do you think it deserved Best Picture? or? No, okay. not at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I can totally see why it did. I, I, I can see why it got Best Picture. I think it, 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 it kind of takes a bunch of boxes that the um, Academy seems to like, mm -hmm. not the least of which is very kind of referential nods to the history of Hollywood cinema. Right. Uh, those musical... Um, Nods to the musicals and choreography and all of that, mm -hmm. um, and I, I get the the rest of it as well. But I don't think it's Del Toro's best, best work. Uh -huh. I don't think it's the best of the nominated films. Um, I thought it was fine. You know, sometimes I wonder if the Academy just says, "Okay, now is his time or or their time," and and that's how certain things win. Yeah, you know, that is exactly what um, Mike's response was. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike and his mom, they, they are religious about the Oscars. Right. I've been jilted by them enough times that I'm just <laughs> like, you know, fuck you people. But uh, they go, they make a big day of the Oscars all the time. And his uh, he, he texts me, like, what's going on every once in a while. So I'm kind of, like, in the loop. But <laughs> Whatever, and then he, when when it came to it, he was just like, "Yeah, they they gave it to him because they didn't give it to him for Pan's Labyrinth." Right, right. I think Pan's Labyrinth is a head and shoulders far superior film to The Shape of Water. Mm -hmm. um, so, what's are those all your prison movies? Yep. That's okay. It. So, prison I want movies and then some. I want to touch on the last episode because we didn't get to have you on. But what are some of the famous movies you haven't seen that you can remember off the top of your head? Off the top of my, you can't. Oh my gosh. I don't, <laughs> Well, obviously, no, I don't know. Like, like one that's on your bucket list. It doesn't have to be the, or it could just be something that you, uh, you know, is famous, but you just simply don't have any interest in it. Okay, there's one that I can think of off the top of my head, but it's not for lack of trying. Okay, I haven't seen The Matrix. Interesting. Okay, and I have tried it. It just it puts me to fucking sleep. <laughs> I just cannot get into that movie. And it's not because I don't enjoy sci-fi mm -hmm. stories and films. I just fucking hate Keanu Reeves <laughs> acting. I don't know. Excuse my language. But no, 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 no. But I think a lot of people, that, that's a reaction a lot of people have towards Keanu Reeves acting. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I have never been able to get into The Matrix. So I have not seen any of those films. That's a good one. Um, the same with the Twilight films. Yeah, I'm I, with you there. I started watching the first one, 
and I could not turn it off fast enough. Yeah. Um, not because it was boring me to sleep like the matrix, but it was just so it just, it was like chewing aluminum foil trying to get through <laughs> that. Um, it's really horrible. Mm. Oh, uh, but movies that I do want to see actually, now that I think of it, there are some, okay. Um, I have not seen the umbrellas of Cherbourg, which is a French musical. Um, with uh, Catherine Deneuve, who oh. I absolutely love, so it's a, it's a crime against my own humanity that I haven't seen it. <laughs> um, but it's been on my bucket list for a long while. Okay. Um, and then Fellini, anything by Fellini. I am completely naive when it comes to Fellini, and I just have to one day sit down and go through um, – anything and everything. That's funny because um, I talked bit. about, I talked about that with Samantha and cause she's a very, you know, she's a cinephile too. And uh, yeah, those are some, like Fellini and Bergman or those are all the ones that you're supposed to see if, if you're into film, you know? Yeah. And Bergman, I'm f really familiar with Bergman. I, I find uh, Bergman's films to be kind of hit and miss, but the ones I love, mm -hmm. I adore deeply. Okay. Um, and the ones that I don't, I just, you know, go to the next one. Sure. Sure. Those are all good. That that's a good one. Those are good. Yeah, that that was a fun episode because it was funny to hear what what people either just don't care about or are just missed. And some of it has to do with age, you know. Like you know, Samantha hadn't seen the Blues Brothers yet, and that's probably just she hasn't been, you know been alive that long. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I'm definitely too old to understand anything about Twilight. Yeah, me too. Like I, you know, to be honest, I've never seen that. I've never seen Harry Potter. Never seen Lord of the Rings. So that's yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, see, so to each their own. So, as always, this was super fun. Thank you so much, Malin. Thanks, Brad. Okay, we're back with super producer Lindley. Welcome back. Thank you. We're going to talk about your favorite back. prison movies. <laughs> and actually, it's probably a movie because you, you didn't think uh, of anything. I can only out. come up with one movie. Okay. A prison movie. And yeah. no one else came up with this. Because <laughs> who else has seen it but me? <laughs> well, I think people who grew up in the 80s and had HBO probably have seen this. Yes. And have it's you seen not. It? You seen oh it. yeah, I saw it once. Oh okay. And okay. I need to revisit it now. On HBO. Yeah. Maybe. So it's the 1982 classic. It says it says 1983. Okay, 1983 classic. Yeah. Bad Boys, not yes. the Martin Lawrence, Will Smith no, uh, action. I have not movie. seen that one. So and this is the only Bad Boys this in your life. This is Sean Penn, um, Isai Morales. Mm -hmm. I think is the other main character. I think so, or maybe Isai Morales plays somebody else. I don't remember. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm confused. Uh, I'm not sure who Issa Morales is in this. <laughs> um, but basically, it's Sean Penn. Ali Sheedy plays the girlfriend. And, yes, I watched this movie, I mean, dozens of times, probably in the summer of 83, uh -huh. maybe the summer of 84. I don't know. So I'm trying to remember, how did how did Sean Penn <laughs> actually go to jail? Like, what did he do? Yeah, he, he was, a, like, a petty criminal, but... The crux of the story is that while he was escaping the police, he accidentally ran over and killed the his nemesis eight-year-old brother. Oh, right. So then in retribution, the nemesis, which I kept saying was Isai Morales, but that may not be Isai Morales. I think it's this other actor, Renny Santoni, who I don't even know. Okay. Um, in... <laughs> in uh, retribution, then... It is Paco's brothers. Paco is Isai Morales. So he did. So he's younger, right? Then he's yeah. the brother. Yes. He's the young brother. So he killed the eight-year-old boy who happens to be Paco's brother. 
Yeah, so yeah. Paco is not Isai Morales. N no, that is Isai Morales. Oh, Isai Morales yeah. is Paco? Paco? Yes. Okay, maybe that's right. Okay, okay. And I love that um, Alan Ruck is Sean, F who is Cameron. Yes, so I know. He, yeah, yeah. It's his best friend. For some reason. His best friend in prison. Yes. A brainy, a brainy Jewish kid who firebombed a bowling alley. Yes. But he's, he's killed. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still. See, I don't remember the details. I had to reread about it. But in 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 uh, retribution, whatever, in vengeance, yes. he then rapes, goes out and rapes Sean Penn's girlfriend, Ali Sheedy, <laughs> the Ali Sheedy character, which she is just like with, horrible. Ah, uh, she should have been better off staying with Matthew Broderick in <laughs> War Games than going with Sean. <laughs> right, Penn. right, right. Yeah. <laughs> then they end up at the same prison. Right, of course. So that's the story. <laughs> and then I just know the end of the story is he puts all the soda cans. I think because Sean Penn was the underdog. Yes. Or the whatever. Yeah, it was not as tough as the Isai Morales. Or yeah. maybe he had more people that were going to jump him. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Anyway, he prepped by buying all these sodas, putting it in a pillowcase, yes. and beating Isai Morales. Does he die? I don't even know. I don't remember. But that was like the... the and then I remember um, Clancy Brown. Have you ever seen Highlander? No. He's like the, the other, the evil... I just watched it the other day. It's a guess you're because <laughs> Queen does the soundtrack. It's great, but Quincy Brown's in this, who plays like the evil, <laughs> the evil guy. But I need yeah. to go back and roll. I didn't know that. I don't know if you need to watch this. I mean, why would an 11, 12 year old be allowed to watch this over <laughs> and over again? Because TV was your babysitter. <laughs> well, yeah, and I definitely I didn't have TV at my mom's house. I only had it at my dad's house, and there was no there was definitely no supervision or rules, so <laughs> I was pretty much allowed to watch whatever I wanted. And I would just remember very specifically watching it at like eleven o'clock in the morning yeah. or you know one o'clock in the afternoon. It was just like. Mm. And so, it, it, would your parents like come walking by and then be like, "Yeah, whatever." Knew. I, wa I mean, I don't know. <laughs> there was no, there was no questioning what you were watching, what you were yeah. doing for the day. How did you fill your full summer? No questions asked. You Those just, were the days. Yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Jamie Lee Curtis has a cameo as a long-haired passerby? No. Why would she? I don't know. Interesting. There's a that lot of Billy Squire so in this movie, funny. and Iron Maiden's in it too, for music. Yeah. Quite an eclectic sound. <laughs> So I want to go back and watch this because I love all things 80s. And, yeah, uh, I don't know if you need to watch it, but whatever. I, a lot of the it people that listen is. to this podcast love the 80s, so <laughs> it's probably already a classic in their minds. Do any other prison movies come to mind for you? No, this is the only one that I very You're specifically remember. You're the only remember. one that hasn't mentioned Shawshank, so. Yeah, I, I saw it later on. I don't even know if I've watched it all the way through. Okay. Um, I did read the Stephen King not, uh, yeah. short story it's based yes. on, which was really good. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and Bad Boys. I don't even think my appeal was Sean Penn. I think I liked Eastside Morales. I liked the, <laughs> the rapist. The bad boy. <laughs> the raper, for yeah. some reason. I empathized with the raper. We'll, we'll have another uh, podcast so we can we can analyze here. <laughs> we don't need to. But it's so funny because I didn't, until I reread the plot, I was like, oh, that's right. He raped his girlfriend yeah. and they ended up on the same thing. Or was just crazy. No wonder she ended up the way, a basket case in, in a Breakfast Club. Ali Sheedy was, she was and the then didn't she case. just recently come out against uh, James oh. Franco yeah, or she something? Said he was super she was something. On the set. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is pretty phenomenal because I think she must be close to fifty or Easily. fifty or fifty yeah. in her early fifties. Yeah. So that's just really weird. Yeah. yeah, she has to be. Yeah. Yeah. So what other? This is completely off the subject. Yeah. What are, what are the HBO movies that you remember back in the day watching over and well, over? Well, definitely, again? like we talked about, Grease Two yeah. was one that played over and over again. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> 
Wormhole. A really embarrassing one. Blue Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good guilty pleasure yeah, one. That's <laughs> really awful, especially the age I was watching it. Like, oh my god, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that probably created my trauma for watching, you know, sex on camera. Right. Because they were brother and sister, they, right? Yeah. Or something. I don't creepy. remember what it was. Yeah. But we watched that. I mean, I remember watching that with friends <laughs> over and over shield. again. Such child exploitation. Yes. It's terrible. It would have been great to be a programmer back then on HBO because you basically got the same 20 movies right, over and over right, right, right. Yeah. That Legend of Billie Jean. So. Yeah, Blue Lagoon was a very, like, significant part of, I don't know what year, fifth grade summer or something. Did you, you watch know? Endless Love? Um, I watched that later at a slumber party. Okay. Um, that's the one where he burns her house down yes. or something, right? Yeah. And he <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just remember the Lionel Richie song. Like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I remember that. And yeah, Brooke Shields was a big star. She big was. Deal. People she was forget. A big deal yeah. when I was a kid. She yeah. dated Michael Jackson, supposedly. Oh, she went to the Grammys with him, right? Yeah. Or the Oscars, something. Mm-hmm. Went to a, an award show with him. Yeah. yeah. As always, thank you so much, Julie. <laughs> this was fun. <laughs> thank you. They were racing Freedom He was chasing Spotlights Sirens Rifles Firing He made it out With a bullet in his If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. 
We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbean. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said, my second favorite podcast is It Doesn't Matter, The Rest Suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science! Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault on Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>